Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I'm I've been be- I'm better. Like I was sick for a couple weeks there, but we're we're back to 100%. It feels good. Yeah, yeah, you were sick, so that's why we didn't do our episode last week. So it's good to have you back, obviously. Um and it gives us a lot to talk about because the last time we did an episode the Panthers were coming off a really, really good stretch of games. Things were going well. They had a decent chance of making the playoffs. Um, and since then, things kind of fell off the rails a little bit uh, after dropping the games to Philly uh, and to Toronto and to the Rangers and, and then to the Sens. So it wasn't looking great for a while there. And then... They've really kind of bounced back the last week and a bit, um, rattling off some big wins, scoring lots of goals. Um, and they find themselves currently in a playoff position with two games left. Um, it's going to be two of them, Pittsburgh or the Islanders, maybe technically Buffalo, that get in. Um, just kind of what are you made of this last like two-week stretch since our last episode? It's been good. Um, like coming up clutch in in a few different uh yeah uh, situations, especially um, but you know, like it's not like it's their position to to lose. They they they're they're um they're dependent on other teams not doing so well. Yeah, like they can obviously like if they win both their games, they're they're going to the playoffs, right? Right. We know that for sure, right? They they do have that level of control, but if they don't win both their games, they are going to need some help um, from the teams going up against the Penguins and the Islanders, and it's a tricky spot because you 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 want to be optimistic because they're currently in the spot, right? No team has any games in hand, right? You want to be optimistic, but then you look at the opponents each team has left and it gets a little bit more bleak. Uh, Florida, obviously having the Leafs, very good team uh, as much as it sucks to say. And Carolina, another very good team. Pittsburgh has Chicago and Columbus who are not very good at all. Yeah. And I mean, the, the good thing is like Florida plays both these teams at home. Which is good, and, um, and the players have you know brought it you, up like they're going to need that place to be full yeah. and loud. You've got to you've got to think that especially for the Toronto game, they're going to sit some guys. You think the Leafs will? I I mean I think they should. Why wouldn't they? 
it makes sense, right? Like you got they have be- absolutely nothing to gain from winning these games. It's not like they're in a like race to get home ice. It, no, like they're not. Not playing, at all. They're not playing for anything. Exactly. Right. The only thing is like, do they want to see a division rival get in? And, and and that's the thing. Like it's. But then you might have the opposite with Carolina and Carolina. To be fair, Carolina is a very good hockey team, but they haven't been great lately. And Carolina might actually have something to like lose, right? Yeah. Like they're they're neck and neck with New Jersey right now. That if they lose a couple games, that they're going to be in a situation where they really have to win. Yeah, they they really do, and they've dropped some points lately. They've had some injuries. Guys go down. Um, that to me, of the two games the Panthers have left, that's the more winnable game. Is the Hurricanes? I think on paper, yeah. Um, but having home ice for both is huge. Um, getting a win versus Toronto would be massive. Um, in that whole picture, but it really is. It it's coming down to the wire here. Um, for these last two spots, the other important thing to consider is uh regulation wins, which is the tiebreaker. Should teams end up even on points, and Right now, the Panthers are tied with the Islanders on regulation wins. And we talked about this just before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, last night, obviously, the big win uh, against Washington, which is a game they needed to win. Um, they didn't look really that great until about the third period when the Panthers really just turned it on, were forechecking hard. And as a you know, as a fan, you're kind of sitting there wondering, like, you know, why, like, why are you waiting till the third to play like this? You know, you really are. Um, and you're just kind of, and I'm thinking, like, you know, is it too little, too late? Uh, and then Matthew Kachuk breaks the breaks the tie, last minute of the game. Massive, massive win, especially to get it done in regulation in a game where they also had two goals taken away for the high sticks. Um. Which, like... Those are pretty funny. Because they were not... I don't think they were close. I think they were both very clearly high sticks. Yeah. Like, I don't know why those reviews took as long as they did, realistically. I was I was surprised. I think Sutherland was the, was the referee on the first one, at least. And he, and he was adamant a, that it was a good goal. I was pretty adamant that it was not going to stand. From Me not, too. I was I, I was a little think, surprised. I don't even think I needed to see a replay to determine that. Exactly. But I think if you're the Panthers, right, as much as like you, you probably know like this goal is not going to stand, right? It's a bit deflating because you have that initial moment of joy. You've got the goal. You've got a lead. And then it's taken away. And then happens again to you in the second period. Like as much as those are the right calls, like as a team, I think that can be a bit deflating when you're like, you're so close to to taking the lead, um, or you're just like you're you're having trouble scoring within the like confines of the rules. Yeah, like I I don't know, like I feel like the initial like emotion, the high of like thinking, you know, your team's gone ahead, and then you don't, and then Washington scored pretty quickly after the second one. Um, and so it's it's nice that they showed at least some resiliency to get the result. Um, uh, yeah. And I'm also hoping, like, 
I want to kind of talk about the last stretch of games first and then kind of towards the end of the episode, talk about these last two and talk about uh, the Penguins and the Islanders and their matchups. Um, we got to talk about Alex Lyon this last stretch. Because the reality is, is they're not in this position without Alex Lyon, which is just an absurd sentence to say. You know, like if you told me that at the start of the season, that this guy was going to be here and he was going to be giving you the push, giving you the starts needed to get you into this position, like you wouldn't believe it. Like, honestly, had you told me at the beginning of the season that we'd be in, in a playoff race right now, and we'd have our third string goalie because one goalie was in uh, substance abuse or not substance abuse, but just like the um, assistance program, the NHL assistance program. And the other one was going to be sick. I would have been very terrified. Yeah, like rightfully so. But here you are. And like we have talked about the Panthers goaltending a lot, like not just this year, but the last like three years. Mm hmm. You know, because it's always been a bit of a question mark. Like when they had Drieger, Drieger was really good, right? But Bobrovsky's making the money. Drieger gets taken the expansion draft. They have Spencer Knight coming in. Spencer Knight has had a lot of really, really great performances. He's also had some not so great performances. This mm -hmm. last stretch, and we'll, you know, we'll see in the next two, it's the most confident I've been in the Panthers goaltending in a long time. Me too, and I'm like, I, I find myself having to, like, check myself every time I say that. Yeah. You know? Like, how many teams has Alex Lyon been on now? Um, I have his, I have his stuff pulled up here. He um, started his career with Philly, then Carolina, uh, and then this year, Florida. But this is the most games he's ever played in a season with 13. Right. Like, I remember him from – I don't remember him with Carolina at all. But I remember him with Philly. Yeah. But he, like, he was not in Philly for, like, he didn't do that much in Philly, really. He was there, like, four years. He, like, he had the first season, played 11 games, then two, then three, then six. Like, he was never even a backup at, yeah. in, with any of these teams at this level. And at first, I'm not going to lie, the first few games, right, when he was in that, right, like, he was playing really well. The numbers were good, but I was still, like, a little bit nervous when the other teams were getting good opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. There's always that nervousness of like, oh, like, you know, that's going to be the one that's going to go in. Um, but he's just really held it down and uh, like allowed them to win a lot of these games. He, he's been the difference maker, honestly. Like, he's been that presence that, as you said, has allowed them to win hockey games. Yeah, is exactly what they needed. He's just been reliable, making save after save. And obviously, the only reason he's in this position starting is because Sergei Bobrovsky, you know, is out with an illness, right? Mm -hmm. If the Panthers were somehow in a in a playoff spot, end of the season, you'd have to start Alex Lyon over Sergei Bobrovsky, right? Like you've got it, I. I'm a firm believer that especially come playoff times, you have to ride the hot hand. Yeah, and I mean, does that work? I think you go to Bob for game one. But I think I, I think Bob's leash is the shortest that's been in quite some time. 
I think I, you have to. I He's your ten do. million dollar goalie. But like, he's just, rested. It's just such like a fallacy, though, is it not? Like, just because you're paying this person to do this, like, no, I, I, I like, realize that that argument. Like, like, you think Edmonton's gonna play Jack Campbell in Game One of the playoffs? Not a fucking chance. He's the guy getting paid but, the money. But that's because Jack Campbell's been bad. But right? when he's like bad. Jack Campbell's not like injured, he's just bad. Bobrovsky's it's a different situation. Like Bobrovsky's injured. He's not bad. He's actually been decent. Re like in in the second half of the season. He's, yeah, he's been good. I'll give you that. But like I just I, I think that y- you go you go Bobrovsky game one, give him a very short leash, and then go from there. Cause like all like the odds of the odds are in Bobrovsky's favor. Like he has the track record, he has the experience. He does, but I think they have a better chance of winning with Alex Lyon and Nat. Genuinely. And that's fair. That's fair. And I think like I'm coming from the point of view that like your odds of winning the series to begin with are probably going to be fairly low. That yeah. you can afford to make a mistake in giving Bobrovsky the start. And, and in this situation, like, Lyon is my safety net. My thing also is just, like, I think Alex Lyon, like, has earned... Like, they don't... I think if Sergei Bobrovsky's healthy, they're not in this position right now. They're out of the playoff race. It's, I, I don't know. It's tough to say. I, I don't know. When you look like, I don't foresee, like, the numbers Alex has lines put up, just going, like, start by start, a 917, fine, 966, 975, right? Mm-hmm. Shut out. 900, but that's, like, the Montreal game. So, you know. Like, I think you lose at least one of those other games, and you, you can't afford to because I don't see Bobrovsky putting up those numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think you lose to Buffalo. I think that's the game you'd lose because I think Buffalo was the far better team that game, and the difference was goaltending. Was that Devin Levi's first start? I can't remember. It was his second start. Also, Devin Levi, Panthers legend, good goalie. He's been looking real good. Yeah, it's like it's one of the things like. I think it's a trade that works out well for both teams. Yeah. And your sunk cost is a seventh rounder. Yes, he's been phenomenal, right? And I do really think he's a very good goalie. But I think, he, like, for the Panthers, having Sam Reinhart, the depth, I, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, especially with Bennett Hurt. Like, it's... And it's also still very early for... Um, Devin Levi. Also, that you mentioned Sam Bennett been hurt the last little while. Um, that's been a, I think a big blow to the team. Like they, the fact that they've been able to to string these wins together without Sam Bennett and Sergey Bobrovsky is massive. It's not what I would have expected. No, and especially because like, like especially when Bobrovsky went down, it was kind of like, oh, okay, like let's just pack our bags, be happy that we didn't finish quite bad enough for Montreal to get a lottery pick, but it's still disappointing. Yeah. 
now like that's it, that's where the mentality was at for a for a bit there. Yeah, it was definitely down. Like it was it's again just been such an emotional roller coaster. You come off a big win streak, right? You're all excited. You're like, you know, we can do it. We can make the the, the playoffs. Then you have the big losing streak, and you're thinking, well, there it was that. And then you come back and you string some together. You hold pace. It's been really tough too because the Islanders and Penguins have really picked up their game as well. But like I think the big one was Pittsburgh getting the win the other day over Minnesota and the Islanders winning over Tampa. I think you know either one of those teams loses one of those games like you're feeling pretty good about your chances because those were the, like those were the matchups where you were expecting them to drop points if they were going to drop. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, I mean Tampa has not looked like the Tampa that they've been in previous years. No, they're I, all banged up. They're just yeah. I um, as much as it hate it pains me to say this, I think this is the year that Toronto gets out of the first round because just Tampa's hasn't been Tampa. Yeah, and I think that all I think it's like a lot of factors for Tampa, and a, a big part of it, I think is just the amount of games they played over the last three years. Yeah, it's just it's. A lot for any team. It it takes a toll. It's bound to eventually. Yeah. Um, and like you know, I'm not like upset about it because you know, screw them. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, anything else from the last little while? Talking. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I I had a list of other things I wanted to talk about, but I can't seem to remember them. Um. I mean, you know, we we're gonna have to talk about the upcoming games and just. You, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go into an ad read, and then I think we'll. Yeah, I think we gotta go in depth about the upcoming games for both, for all like Pittsburgh, Islanders, and and yeah. Panthers. Yeah, yeah, I think we have to, right? That'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll it's it's gonna be a battle. Um, but before we get into that, let me check see if we got. And add read here. Uh, okay, here we go. From tea to green, the best place to go get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1,000 to end pre- any pre-tournament wager. Obviously, this is for the Masters, but there's lots of other golf tournaments coming up on any golfer to win. So, for example, you're a new customer, you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will will boost that golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. Sounds like a great deal to me. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day uh, before the tournament starts, whatever tournaments are coming up. Lots of other sports going on as well. Baseball started up now. Um, in this part of the ad read, it does say to talk about the golf tournament and who you'll be keeping an eye on. Again, we're recording this after the Masters, so I'm going to say keep an eye on that John Rom. Hmm. Good golfer. Um, yeah, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and boost your odds during any of the upcoming action. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Noah. Two games left. Two games left. That's all it is. The Panthers 
If they get two wins, they're in. Let's talk about the Leafs first. Toronto, you mentioned them sitting players. I just, I, like, I don't know if they're going to, but I just don't see why they wouldn't, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, like... I think goaltending is a little different, because I don't think they can afford to sit a goaltender. I don't think they have enough available. Yeah, they barely had one the other day. Yeah. It's a bit tricky, because it's like, on paper, yes, do the Panthers have the tougher matches, but you mentioned sitting players, right? Like, Vancouver, like not Vancouver, Toronto and Carolina, right, potentially could sit players for these last two games because you want to go into the playoffs healthy, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to risk losing a guy for a couple weeks in game 82 if you're not, like, if you're already guaranteed, like, why would you do that? Especially for those teams who are going to be on the road, there's just, there's even the, 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 the pride factor of winning a game I don't think is worth it like doing it no it's honor, not that's like it's stupid right and so I think that does tilt it a little bit into the Panthers favor because we talked you know Pittsburgh and New York like they've easier games right they're not really going up against playoff teams mm-hmm. um, and so right like those teams aren't going to rest anybody because you know, they're still playing. They're just grinding out the schedule, right? They don't have to worry about, you know, the two weeks to fall to follow. So I think that does kind of even out a little bit. But with that said, like, I don't think you can just assume Toronto's going to rest, you know, certain guys. Like, you got to go in thinking they're going to give it their best. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's frustrating, but that's that's the way you have to look at it for sure. Yeah, like there's no way to approach it. Um, let's talk about the last Panthers Leafs game, right? They've played them twice now. It'll just be the third time they played them since uh the twenty third of March. First one, big win for the Leafs. Second one, Panthers taken an OT. What do they need to do to get a result out of this one? I think they 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 just have to. It's going to sound so stupid. They have to capitalize on their opportunities. Like, I know, no shit. Um, but yeah, great insight. Like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to either outscore Toronto because Toronto has an offensive powerhouse or you're going to have to limit them defensively. And I don't think that the, that your game plan against Toronto should be to outscore them. I don't. Um, I think you have to have a really solid defensive game against them. Um, maybe play a little more like restrained and kind of accept that you might get outshot. And, you know, Lion's been playing well and he's going to have a lot of pressure on him and you're going to expect him to come up with big saves. And then you, you got to just, you got to have that counterattacking mentality that, being able to catch them on odd man rushes and just being able to capitalize on those opportunities, as I alluded to before. And that that's how I would kind of go about that game is maybe not trying to, to outgun them, but trying to outsmart them. Yeah. I think when you look at the first game against Toronto, like where it went wrong, I think a big part of it was um, the Panthers kind of coverage in the defensive zone. Like they were trying to do a lot of man to man stuff. Um, and which, I don't think works particularly well against Toronto because I think they do a lot of, they have a lot of really good movement away from the puck, right? Like they'll draw you into the puck carrier 
And then guys will find themselves in really dangerous areas. And they have the talent level where they're able to make those passes to find guys in dangerous chances. I think if I'm the Panthers, I'm just focused on keeping everything to the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure guys, you know, you're either, you know, in the shot lane or you're, you know, making sure Lion has a good line of sight. Just, I think, honestly, just really simple hockey from the Panthers is what I'm looking for here. Exactly. I don't think it? you want to get into a track meet with them and running on them. I think you want to chip and chip. Like, it sounds, you know, it doesn't sound great because it sounds really boring. Like, just like chip and chase and just be physical, finish your checks, four check them. I think Toronto's defense are really, really good, but I think if you can put them under pressure and you can be physical against them, they're going to make mistakes. That's what I'm kind of looking to do is just have guys, you know, like you look at what Ryan Wamberg does on a nightly basis is just get in on the four check hard battle along the walls. And when the chances come, like you said, you got to finish them. You you really do. And it, it, I, and Toronto's not a team that anybody looks at as being part particularly tough. And I, definitely, I think that, the Panthers have a make of a team that is tougher than the Maple Leafs. Um, so it's like, we'll get it out of the way right now. It's definitely a winnable game for the Panthers. Um, and I think that they have all the assets that, that they need to, to, to beat them. And I just, I don't see them being able to out outgun them and outscore them but i do see them as being able to outsmart them and defend better and just capitalize on those opportunities and just come out of it with maybe a 3-1 or 4-2 win yeah i think so and i think just you know win your battles um this is a game where i think you know we don't know if he's going to be back but i think having sam bennett back in that game would be a huge difference maker yeah because he just gives the panthers a little bit more versatility a little bit more depth and he just is that type of guy where he's built for these games. We don't know if he's going to be ready in time. But if he is, I think that would be a big boost for the Panthers. For me, obviously I want them to win, but I think even grabbing a point out of this one is a good result. You need something, right? Right. If you can grab something out of this game, I think you take that and you're happy with it. And you look to the next one, which is Carolina, who obviously very, very good team. They've already clinched their playoff spot. But lately, Carolina has not been great. And they've had some injuries. They've had, you know, maybe not the most consistent level of performances. They lost 3 nothing to the Predators the other day. They, well, they beat the Senators. Whoop-de-doo. They did do a big help in beating the Islanders the other day. But, like- from, but they've lost to the Red Wings. They lost to the Lightning. This, it's not going to be an easy game, but I think Carolina is more likely to rest players because it is the very last game, and they've already lost players to injury. They don't want to risk losing anyone else. It's this, going to depend on what New Jersey does, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to depend on that a lot. Because they're, like, they need, yeah, they need one point to get the Rangers out of their heads. Because technically the Rangers could still catch up to them. But all they need is a point. 
and then they're they'd be a lot in a much much better headspace. Yeah, so I think if they get a result, in they still three games left. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. You know what they're kind of getting out of those, and then now probably impact this one. Yeah, but, and it doesn't help that New Jersey plays uh, Washington for their last game also on Thursday. Yeah. What do you think the Panthers need to do on the ice to to get a win against the Hurricanes? See, I, I'm going to go opposite of the Toronto games, or of, of the Toronto game. I think you, you need to, you can definitely outgun the the Hurricanes, given, like, just their performances lately and like I think you go aggressive against them yeah I I like that I think looking at them since they've had you know their injuries I think they have a good I think they have a pretty decent top six but those bottom two lines I think are going to be some favorable matchups. I'm assuming they would probably try to match up stall against the Barkov line. Would be my guess. Yeah. Um, They have a lot of skill, guys. I think a big thing with Carolina is they their defense love taking shots from the point. Right. That is like, when I think of the Carolina Hurricanes and the way they play, that is like the one thing that stands out to me is just shots from the point. Like Brent Burns love shooting from that like right hand side corner and then they love having guys trying to tip things so I think if you're a defender you gotta tie up um sticks in the slot can't have anything taken in reflection because if you're gonna do like if you're not gonna do that something gets tipped there's gonna be no chance for Alex Lyon on it mm-hmm. um looking at their I'm just pulling up their depth chart now I think their D you have an opportunity. Like, I don't think their D's great in a shutdown sense. Like, yes, Slavin's good, Shea's good, and Pesci's good. But Burns, Goss, Despair, and Chatfield, when those guys are out on the ice, I'm bringing the puck down their side. I'm targeting those guys. I don't think Burns has the foot speed to keep up with a couple of the players the Panthers have. And I think you just got to exploit those players. And against Freddie Anderson... I don't know. I throw puck. Like I don't know. I think. I like. I I think that, like we're talking about these matchups, and they're so contingent on whether they rest guys or they don't, and then, if like it, it there's so many variables, so many outside variables, so many. It depends on what this team does and how they like, yeah. like how their games go. Um, it, it it's like. It's going to be a like last minute kind of game plan in the sense that you're only going to get a sense of what team you're actually playing right before the game. Yeah, it it does make it a little bit difficult to kind of game plan for it. I think your your only option is just prepare for them to play their full team because you exactly have to. you prepare for the worst. Yeah, it's kind of what you have to do. Um, let's look at the Penguins matchups and this. Is where things get a little, I don't know, disappointing because they have literally the two worst teams in the league. Isn't that fun? Isn't that really fun? And 
And Pittsburgh know. has been playing some really good hockey as of late. They beat mm-hmm. Minnesota the other night. Yeah, that was a big one. They beat Detroit. Whoop de doo. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still under. The, I feel like the league's rigged. They want the Penguins in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not going to outright say it, even though I just did, but it kind of feels like that was some of the calls. Um, Yeah, Penguins have been playing some really good hockey lately. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, though. I haven't checked in to see what the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets have done lately, so let me just check in on them. I don't All think right. you want to. Blackhawks, they got pumped yesterday by Seattle, 7-3. Um, shut out against the Canucks, never a good sign. 4-3 win over the Flames. Yikes, Calgary. Destroyed by the Devils. Blues beat them. Sharks beat them. Canucks beat them. Capitals blew them out. Wild beat them. Avalanche. Okay, and like, I, I'm just going so far back. I'm in like the middle of March now, and it's just, they just, they suck. They're not good. I'm going to hold on. I'm just going to absolutely curious. This is just, it's so off topic. I'm just going to look up Chicago Blackhawks Lions. No. Taze is back, though. Taze is back. Game changer? Could be. Yeah, hopefully. I'm on daily face-off right now. Yeah. They On their first line center, they have Jonathan Taves, and on their second line center, they have Jonathan Taves again. They don't have a second line center. <laughs> it's not a great lineup. It is not. I'm like, it's not like it, the goal is Mrazic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right. If you're, ho- we're obviously hoping for Chicago to get something out of this, right? We're hoping for anything. I think if Chicago can win in any fashion, you take that all day long. Um, as for how they go about doing that, I would say play Alex Stalock over Peter Mrazic and just pray. Yep. That's kind of all you got to do. Um, because I don't think they can match Pittsburgh in any sense. I, really I don't, don't think so either. I expect Pittsburgh to get 53 shots on goal and Chicago to get 18. Yeah, it's it's about right. I I would be shocked if Pittsburgh lost this one in any way. Yep. Because I just... Chicago's unbelievably bad, but they're like trying to, so I guess it's fine. And remember, the the Panthers can clinch with three points. That's that all they true. need. They don't need four. They need three. Yeah. So they have like they are in from a standings point of view, they're in a good spot. Like it could be worse. It could be it could be much worse. Whereas Pittsburgh pretty much needs two points and they won't even clinch uh two two wins and they don't even clinch with two wins. Yeah. I right? think yeah. I'm trying to think I've watched both these you know I've watched these teams play recently, both Penguins and Chicago. And I'm just trying to think of a scenario of how Chicago could beat them. And like I the only thing I could think of is like just try to spring Anthony to you for breakaways. Uh, it's a strategy. I'm looking up. I'm just also trying to look up right now. I'm looking up if Chicago's got a good power play. I don't know if you want to look that up. It's not good. 
But their penalties, penalty kills like average. What do you do? Well, the Islanders' power play stinks. Okay. Um. All right. Let's let's just like that to me is like should be the, like should be an automatic win for Pittsburgh. Would love it if it wasn't the case. Yeah. But I'm not gonna. You know, it, that, that is what it is. What about Columbus? I don't know, man. To to me, it really looks like it's. To me, this looks like it is Florida's spot to lose. Yeah, like I don't think like if you're Florida, you can be looking at the other teams like hoping or thinking there's going to be a result somewhere. I think you got to assume the other teams are going two for two. You really do, and it, I think that like you've got to assume, and you might even want to put money on it because you might make some money off of it because it's going to be some really easy stuff. But you know what? I'm looking at this Columbus lineup. I don't. And I, I I feel like Columbus. They beat Pittsburgh one time in the playoffs, like one of the games, it, right? Columbus is a weird one because you kind of look at the roster and it it looks a little better than it than they are. That's the thing for me is like I don't see a way Chicago can win, right? But Columbus at least has like a couple of guys where it's like they could just have themselves a night. Yeah, the problem is basically they don't have any goaltending. Who's been a goalie? Oh, they started like a guy the other day. It was like Jet something. I'm pretty sure Michael Hutchinson has started games. Yeah, it's Michael Hutchinson and Jet Greaves. We were both right. Um, look, they I think they have a couple guys who can cause some problems for Pittsburgh. So they, they they've got the offensive firepower that if they really wanted to, they could. But I just I don't see it happening. What about the X factor? David Yerichek. By the way, Columbus and Chicago were oh. both in a both in a big uh fight for last in the league to get Connor Bedard. Yeah. Who let's let's just pause here has 19 points in six playoff games in the WHL right now. Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. I'm looking up the Blue Jackets versus Penguins results from this season. Penguins beat them 5-4 in overtime not that long ago. And where are the other matchups? And the Penguins bumped them 4-1. You know what? I like the Blue. I think the Blue Jackets can pull something off here. I think, listen, look. Okay. It's not great, but I, I really believe in David Yerichek. Okay, good. I he, is, he is very good. And you don't think, like, look, Ken Johnson could have himself a night. He could. Right? Like, it's possible. Look, Blue Jackets, they beat the Oilers in February. But, ooh, they have a couple bad losses. You know what? A 4-2 loss to the Leafs, that's not bad. Win over the Senators, not bad. 7-0 loss to the Panthers. Have that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not optimistic looking at these matchups. No, and especially the I mean the Islanders fall in the same category. Well, no, let's talk about the Islanders matchups because we haven't gotten there yet. Um I think this is tougher. A little bit. No? No. A little bit. I think they finish against Washington and they play Philly. Uh Washington, Montreal, I think. Montreal. Now look. The Islanders. Okay. Yes, they're pesky. You know. 
But are they even that good, really? I think Washington. I think Washington has the ability to, to pull a pull off a win here. They do. They really do. Like this I mean, the, they have a goalie. They have defense. They have forwards. They do. Yeah, I think like you know we saw them yesterday, obviously going up against the Panthers. Like they still have some players, and they're still playing like the the games matter. John Carlson's healthy. Like I could see. I could see the Capitals causing the Islanders some problems. They will, and it's not the kind of team that's going to go down without a fight. Because well, I think, and I think like the Islanders, right? Like they thrive because they just play like a really like grindy down physical style, right? But I think the Capitals can play that way too, right? Because I, you know, I look at, I look at Chicago and Columbus, and I see two teams that have zero interest in competing for hockey games right now i you see that but it's like you know you can ice a bad lineup but i think the guys out there still want to win yeah and i I know that but it's just overall i just don't see it happening whereas washington and even montreal to a certain extent it's like like pride they have pride like montreal has like can't really worsen their um draft odds so there's no like tangible advantage to losing. And I also think Montreal has like a different philosophy where it's like I think Chicago Marty St. Louis. What and Chicago and Columbus are actively just like, yo, how bad can we make ourselves? I think Montreal is like trying to set the tone for the culture. They don't want losing to be a part of that culture. Right. Yeah. They might lose games, but they're not gonna lose by not trying. Exactly. And yeah, uh, I think Washington falls into that same category. They've got guys who've won, and they're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah, like I think you got veteran guys. Like I don't think they look like there are some teams when they're out of the playoffs they kind of just look checked out. Um, I don't think those. I don't think Montreal and Washington are, are teams like that. I think they can both still, um, they'll both still go out there and give it their all. Um, Montreal, you know, some good results lately. Sometimes, sometimes. Not yesterday. Day before they beat they beat Washington six two. Yeah. So I I mean, it, Pittsburgh. I fully expect to get four points. The Islanders. It's like, hmm. I could yeah. see them getting three points. I could see them getting two points. I could see them getting one point. Yeah, and I think if, if you're the Panthers, like, you just got to go. Like, you just got to take care of your own business, right? Exactly. Right? Like, I think the mentality has to be is like, our fate is in our hands. If we can win two more hockey games, we're going to the playoffs. That's yep. all it is. The mentality is we need to win two games. Let's win two games. Let's make sure. Let's exactly. Let's our like, fate ourselves. I don't want to be score-watching other teams. Precisely. We don't even need to have this conversation if we win two games. Yeah. And yes, they're going to be tough games. They're going to be tough opponents. But... I think this team has shown a lot more resilience lately. They've gotten more consistent goaltending. And I think they have what it takes. We'll see. Um, last thing here on this topic, Money Puck, very popular website, has the Panthers playoffs odds at 77.8%. Interesting. They have the Penguins at 42.3%. Because they're they're a point back. 
Yeah, but the strength of schedule, right? It factors into that. I yeah, I that's that's a very puzzling uh number to be honest with you. I, I feel would like, not have guessed that at all. Yeah, so Panthers, 77.8% chance making the playoffs. How confident percentage why are you in this team making the playoffs? I'm going to go with the 70. I'm going to go it's tough to go with your head or your heart, right? Because like my my heart. my heart wants to like buy the plane tickets now. My head wants to very much wait. Um, you said seventy. Yeah. I'll go seven. Uh, yeah, I'll go like seventy-five percent. Okay, so a little bit much. higher. We're pretty in, similar. Yeah, just because I think just because of what they've shown the last couple weeks, right? Like. And like, what kind of fans would you be if you don't believe in your team? Like, you gotta believe. Exactly. Gotta believe. Um, last thing here, uh, before we end this one, yeah, uh, my favorite personal favorite segment of the show, where I just yeet a player out there mm-hmm. and tell you, and you tell me whether you think they're a Hall of Famer or not. This week's player is Brad Marchand. Yes. Why? Uh... Stanley Cup, Olympic gold. Did he win World Juniors? Uh, I have it somewhere here. I pulled up Who knows? Wikipedia. He basically. probably got close at least. Um, he does have a World Juniors. He has a World Championships. Ton of games played. Ton of, ton games of points. Played. I think, without a doubt. You think you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? I do think so. Yeah. He's a really interesting one for me because he's like one of those players where it's like he's a serial winner, you know. Like he just he's on he's on teams that win, right? Yeah. And it's like, is that correlation or causation, right? Like, do they win because of him, or is he just there and the teams are good and they win, right? Mm-hmm. Like he like they won like he won the Stanley Cup in 2011, right? Yeah. He had 41 points that year in the regular season. It's not like. It's not ridiculous numbers, right? He didn't carry that team. It wasn't that big a factor on that team. Right. From the points-wise. But you're not in the room. You don't know what he means to that organization. I think it's a lot. And it's hard to argue with the amount of winning he's done as much as, you know, he's a guy everyone, like, loves to hate. Mm-hmm. But it is curious because his offense is, like, pretty meh for most of his career until, like, the last, like, four years, five years. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he was always just kind of like a, 50 point guy yeah and then he started to become point per game type guy listen like he's if if everything goes right with boston he's gonna be a contributing factor on the best ever record in the nhl yeah like like that's that counts for something they're gonna go down as one of the best nhl teams or like best nhl like seasons yeah like it's been an unbelievable year they've had. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see teams beating them in in seven games. I just don't. Me neither. If that goaltending, like, can stick up, like, oh, no way. Yeah. Right? Like, and I think, like, I think it will, like, it's it's really tough. To like bet against the Bruins right now. Yeah. Unless they match up with the Panthers in the first round. Then I don't know. 
But with regards to Brad Marchand, I was all up because I do think there's actually like better players that probably aren't in the Hall of Fame than him. Realistically. Yeah, probably. And there'll there'll always be players like that. And so it's like it's hard to say for certain. But I would I would say, yeah, he should he should get it. I don't know if he's first ballot. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're gonna put like like Char is a Hall of Famer. Bergeron's a Hall of Famer. You know, you can't Pasternak all... will be when whenever he retires. You think? If he if he keeps going on it on this on this like trajectory and they can manage to win a cup with him, one hundred percent. What's the trophy case looking like right now? Does he have anything? I'm gonna look it up just because I'm curious. Because I didn't honestly, I didn't prep for Pasternak because that wasn't the player. But no, but I I'm not saying he's gonna be a first ballot. But I think eventually, if he can, if they can win a cup, I think if, if they win a cup and he can score fifty like two more times, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um. So awards and honors. I mean. In terms of like, I mean, he's got a couple of like, he's got a U18 silver, an Ivan Holinka bronze, a world championship bronze. Um, he's got a bunch of like the Bruins team trophies, a couple all star picks. He's won a lot of like Czech Republic Sports Person of the Year award. I think it's tough because like, I think he needs. Remember, to... he's younger. He's younger than these guys. Well, he's very, he's, he's got, very young. He's, he's got way long. more, way more time. But he, I think like he needs to win something. Yeah. Right. He needs to win either something internationally. He needs he, to win a Stanley like, Cup. The or make, he needs a rocket, Richard. The make or break for him is going to be how he handles the the Bruins when Marchand and Bergeron are gone. Yeah, that'll be. The he's going to be the guy. And David Krejci, Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, I don't know if David Krejci is a Hall of Famer. I... <laughs> he's not. He's not. Um, oh, come yeah. On now. Come uh, on. But like but him. yes, when when also David Krejci is going to be gone, that's going to be also a deciding factor. I'm also like, I'm really curious too when you talk about guys going to the Hall of Fame, right? You know, are they Hall of Famers, right? And you know, a lot of people say it comes down to. You know, like a lot of I think awards that you've won and trophies in your career are a huge factor, right? Yeah. But like in this day and age, like like is that gonna matter? Because there's a lot of really good players that aren't just just aren't gonna win trophies. Like individual awards. Right? Like Dave Pasternak has there, sixty goals this year and he's not gonna win the Rocket Richard, probably. There's only so many awards. Right. But like when you have a guy like Conor McDavid who's going to win like if any year he's healthy he's going to win the scoring title most likely, mm-hmm. right? So that means no other player is going to win. Like it's really hard to see some of these guys winning individual awards. Like David Pasternak, in most years, wins a Rocket Richard. Yeah, like 60, 60 goals almost never happens. No, nope. to do it and to probably not get it. Like it hurts. It hurts. It's tough, right? But that's the reality, right? So it's interesting to see like how a lot of these guys that are really, really good players right now, how their careers are measured when they don't have anything. 
mm-hmm. to their name in terms of like individual honors. Obviously, they can win stuff as a team, but you know, with Connor McDavid, like it, what can you win? Yeah, it's very hard. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, that does it for this week's episode of the podcast. We will be back um, next week with our season finale episode or our playoff preview episode. Who knows? Hopefully the latter. Hopefully the latter. Uh, we'll start prepping like it's going to be that. Oh, you know what we should do? I'll prep an episode for like a playoff primer for the Panthers. And then even if they don't make it, we just run that episode anyways. Excellent. They're like, oh, I think they can beat the Bruins if they just force yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And just roll with it. We'll just live in a different reality. Yep. Yep. We'll make our own story. Every episode of the podcast will just be about like nonsense. Like, oh, can you believe I they feel just... like, yeah, they'll make the, they'll win the cup this year. Yeah, they'll start making stuff up. Can you believe they suspended <laughs> Sam Bennett in the playoffs again? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see what Tim Peel tweeted? <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, that does it for this one. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, tuning and listening. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll see you all then. Panthers are back.